Hey guys, this week's episode is sponsored by our friends at Retouch Up. Retouch Up, work smarter, not harder. Stay tuned to this episode for a coupon code from our friends at Retouch Up. Welcome to Get Your Shoe Together, the photographer's podcast where we discuss studio, business life, and keeping it all in line. I am Kira Derryberry. And I'm Mary Fist Taylor. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am good. You may have noticed, I know you have. <laughs> I did notice. I'm wearing a sweater. I know. I'm sitting here sweating, and I'm like, what in the world? You're in Florida. It's got to be warmer there. At least I think it is. Uh, it was when I went outside this morning, it was 55 crisp degrees outside. Stop. I know. It's a, it's a joke. It's a, it's, a, it's a ruse. It is not real because, you know, it, tomorrow, that's, how, that's what happens in Florida. We get this, like, taste of, like, a huge drop in, in the temperature. And then, like, two days later, it's 90 degrees again. So it's not really fall. I mean, it is officially fall, but it's yes. not really fall in Florida. It's just, they're just, it's like Florida's dipping its toe into fall. And then it's going to be like, oh, it's too cold. And it's going to back right back up and be, okay. and be back okay. to summer. We're going to have more summer. But um, I thought I would just take the opportunity to wear my brand new sweater <laughs> that I bought. I think I've seen it though. Have I not seen? No, I literally I bought it yesterday. I bought it yesterday because I was with um, uh, my friend Bethany, who's also a client, over um, uh-huh. shopping for her shoot with her yesterday. And I was like, "Oh, I'll just uh, look at this sweater. I'll just buy this and some pants." And okay, well, this is an odd question. Do you have something else that has a plethora of stars on it? I do have other okay. star themed sweaters. As okay, as I I enjoy that theme. Yes, of of being a star or. or Wearing a star. Yeah, I, I wear like I live. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went last night and I got a facial. Okay. Did I, you? Finally, yes. Because you told me a couple weeks ago about yep. this facial you got, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I did it. Mm-hmm. And um, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was fantastic. You did the dermaplaning? I did the dermaplaning. Okay, right? tell I'm us sorry about for it. Sorry sharing here. But yeah, it's a little... It's a little disconcerting because they're literally taking a scalpel mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. your face. They are. It's and and it feels like and and listen, we've neither of us have ever had our our face shaved by ourselves, let alone another person. No, never. So have. it literally feels like what I imagine like an old timey cowboy felt yeah. like in the chair sitting outside a saloon having their face Straight shaved razor. by by the barber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Except Petra. No, yeah. Petra was my, she's fantastic. Really enjoyed her. She's chatty, which is fine. I like to talk. I'm not one of these people who needs the, like, I like, I enjoy it. But it was a little disconcerting as she's using the scalpel on my face. She's talking to me. I'm responding. Then all of a sudden she goes, oh, stop talking. I've got this blade right by your, you know, you know, mouth or whatever. And I'm like, well, I felt like I needed a little more warning than that. There were several times when I had it done and I've still only had it done once because my the place I go is so booked that it's impossible to get in now. But um, uh, I don't want total silence during this time because mm-hmm. somebody has a, a razor, to, a scalpel yeah. to my face. So I need her to keep talking because I need that comfort that she's not, you know, doing freaking something out. maniacal or freaking mm-hmm. out or whatever, you know, like, de- you know, going full Dexter on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but also I feel compelled to talk back. <laughs> right. But which isn't maybe smart if they have a scalpel. Well, because they go they go underneath the jaw yeah. and they go under the nose and in yep. the and the upper lip area and all of it just feels 
so weird. bizarre and weird yeah. and scary and kind of scary. But then you kind of like, this is a professional who's trained to do this. A hundred percent. And she was fantastic. It was, but it was disconcerting. It was a little. Mm-hmm. And then she puts this like something, enzyme peel, something on my face. And uh-huh. she's like, on a scale of one to five, how is it tingling? And I was like, six. It's, my face feels like it's on fire. It calmed down. But I just was wondering, so is it smart? To shave your face and then put like an enzyme peel. On it. Well, that's what that she that, they do that on purpose, right? That's that's why they do I it. I don't they, know. Yeah. So so my gal told me about. She warned me about that before we okay. started. She said so we're going to do the enzyme peel, but we are going to take that layer first off. And by the way, guys, this isn't like you're like like <laughs> shaving my beard. It's no. just shaving the peach fuzz and all the peach fuzz. But and but they're not taking a huge layer off your face no. where you just got this pink face. You know, like no, a brand no, new no, baby no. skin. No. No, it, the reason we're doing this, <laughs> the science behind it is that your skin's well, your skin will regenerate. Yes, right, and that's the and point. the cells. Yeah, that's the point. So, so that enzyme peel is my understanding from what she told me was she's like it's gonna. She called it spicy. She was like it's gonna feel oh. a little spicy, which I thought oh. was a real fun way to say it's gonna hurt. Yeah, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, that is a fun way to say it. Mm-hmm. I mean, tingling mm-hmm. I think is just a lie. Right, like, it, it's beyond tingling. Well, the, sh- the the scalpeling is not what hurts. It's the it's mm-hmm. the peel. It's the it's little, the peel. Yeah, mm-hmm. it hurts. Yeah, it hurts. Petra's from the Czech Republic, so she just has no nonsense. She's oh, a yeah. no She's nonsense not gal. Sugarcoat I mean, it. She was telling me how you know she does her own plumbing. She resanded all of her floors. Like this mm. girl, she just work ethic. You know, out the wazoo. Well, so, maybe for her, maybe for Petra, it, it really was a tingle for her. It's like not I, even I, a radar. That's on what her I'm radar. feeling. I'm feeling for Petra that that was nothing. That yeah, was just, we, that was just Tuesday afternoon. We're spoiled. <laughs> we're we're spoiled yeah. aristocrats who don't know. And yes, and she's just like her pain tolerance is like through the roof. Yeah, she actually <laughs> said she goes get this. I have a client that literally had to like pay somebody to change the oil in their car. No. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 a jerk. I mean, what I was kind like, of jerk. Oh, God, how pampered. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not even going to tell you what I pay people to do. So, yeah, anywho, um, <laughs> Petra was a treat. I'd definitely be going back. Love, love, loved it. But I finally did it and I'm glad I did it. And now I think I will try to regularly go because this is something I was talking to somebody recently. I was talking, shoot, I, I was talking to somebody. I don't know if it Probably was somebody, somebody in, Oklahoma. in Oklahoma. Yeah, Leslie Hoy, Elizabeth Holman, somebody like that. And we were talking about how important self-care is. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're some of us are going into our busier season um, or just, you know, life in general. We have a lot. We juggle a lot. We're spinning a lot of plates, as you, you would say. And taking the time to do that was a luxury for me. Just taking that that time to actually sit there and go over and take, you know, leave work a little early and, and get it done. So I'm glad I did it. And I think I'm going to try to make it a regular habit. I'm glad you did it too. I mean, I was I was actually pretty amazed, like just how my skin looked when I finished yeah. doing that. Because I've never been one to really do. I mean, I'll, I occasionally I treat myself to a massage, like really, mm-hmm. like once once or twice a year. It's mm-hmm. I'd love to do it more frequently, but it's just I never do, you know. And um, but I, I've never really made an effort to go get facial. So when I went and did this, I was just like kind of a, I mean, like floored. <laughs> like yeah. Afterwards, I was like, geez, my face. I looks- know. That's how I keep touching my face. And so I know, which is what they tell you not to do, but you can't help yourself. You're not supposed to, but I just, it's just hasn't felt this smooth in a long time. So that was really cool. So I'm glad I did it. And yeah, just a little sidebar out there, guys. You know, take, take some time, you know, and make some time for yourself because I think that that's, um, it's important. Even if that time involves a, a Viking woman named Petra 
Yes. Um, shaving, a true pioneer. Holding a scalpel, a razor straight edge to your face <laughs> um, while she encourages you to talk, but then scolds you for talking. Right, because um, she could cut my face off. Right. Yeah. So, uh, healthy. <laughs> <laughs> totally healthy. It sounds terrible, but I loved it. She was, and she's she's just tiny little boy. She's just adorable. She's, and obviously she just works very hard. But I did think that was funny. I don't know what about me she thought would relate to changing my own oil in my car. But I I'm here for it. I'm glad I hope Petra, you really played into it, and we're just totally like, Petra oh my god, that I, how I mean, how do they lavish? Do they pay them to rotate their tires too? I mean, that's what I should have said. Listen, I I have been feeling incredibly empowered for be, for for putting air in my own tires lately because I have a Ooh. slow leak in one of my tires, so I mm. frequently about every two weeks have to put air in this tire, and uh, I should probably get that checked out. But I have been yeah, feeling I was gonna very, say there's a fix for that. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, but I have been feeling very, very, very just emboldened because I'm pulling up yeah. to the air machine and putting air in my tires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Nothing says nothing says em, emboldened independent <laughs> woman like somebody putting air in their tires. I don't need any help. I don't need a a man or a, uh, an attendant to a gauge or a tire person. Do you have a gauge gauge thing? Oh, I only go to the machine that has the gauge on it. I need oh. the machine to be fully automatic. Oh, okay. Let's I was not like, lie. Well, all right. Although okay. my dad, my sweet father, for for my entire life has put a tire gauge in my car. Mm-hmm. And um and brought it to me and and I I remember like twelve times where Dad has come to me and been like okay and like held it in my face and shook it at me. Here's your tire gauge. Thanks, I'm gonna put Dad. it in your car. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Dad. I don't remember, however, any time where he showed me how to use it. So <laughs> <laughs> here lies the problem. Here's here your tire gauge. I know how to use a tire gauge now because I'm not an idiot who can't even change their own oil themselves, but. Um, no, I can't change my oil. I was going to say, you don't change oil in your car. No, God, no. Why would I do that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm here for what Petra's, I'm, I'm picking up what Petra's putting down. Oh, I, I love that yeah. journey for Petra. Yes. Yes, I do too. I yeah, do. that sounds like something she, I mean, you must, I don't know. She she must have a, a massive sense of fulfillment for doing it. But I, I could only imagine. Like She's a, she's a gal. I'm going to be seeing Petra more because I'm going to definitely make a, make a note of well, that. So, God knows so, yes. she has a steady hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I did it. So I finally did it. I know that you, you're the one that told me about it, and I finally the other night looked and found this person, and I think I hit the jackpot with her. So fantastic! It was, it was Isn't it great when you find somebody that you really like? And yes. you know, and you know what's interesting about that, and it it, it takes us right into our topic. <sighs> yes, it does. You are right. Petra's ideal client. I am Petra's ideal client, mm-hmm. and that's funny. And um, I am. And I don't know if Petra knows that, but I definitely am. Um, You know what I loved about what she did? And this is something I think you really can lean into. The reason I chose her is I I Googled what I was looking for near me. Uh And she made it so easy to do business with her. Uh She told me exactly what it is. And I could book right online with her booking service. And then she confirmed it you know, with an email or text that, that evening or the next morning and it was done. And I didn't have to worry about, cause like there's another appointment I've been trying to make and I have to call during business hours and every daggone day I remember right after they close. Yep. So it's hard for me to do business with them. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't run my business this way for like portraits and stuff, but certainly as setting up for headshots or when we do our Christmas quick takes, 
you've got to make it easy. And I think that's something that people love about what you, how you do it. I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I'm, well, I love this topic and I love how it's, (laughs) we didn't know it was going to pivot this way, but it is, but let's pause real quick for a word from our friends at retouch up. Hey Mary, you know, a lot of our customers had time at home in the last year and found themselves going through those old family photos. I'm hearing a lot of them discovered that they had been damaged in storage or they were just so faded they couldn't be used. Ugh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Guess what, Kira? What? The good news is, is that our great friends at Retouch Up have been restoring photos for so long and they are now offering a very special code for a one half off of one restored photo. The code is all caps, no spaces, get started. All you have to do is enter that code and you're going to get 50% off the normal price at checkout. They also have some really great marketing materials. So this is something you want to introduce to your business. They can send those to you. Just reach out by phone or email to customer service and they'll get them right over to you. And don't forget, if you aren't already a customer of RetouchUp, you can sign up for your free account at retouchup.com. Just use the referral code GYST for get your shoot together for special discounts. And if you are already a customer, just email us at girl at getyourshoottogether.com and we will get you in touch with our friends at RetouchUp for your special coupon. How easy is that, Mary? That is so, so easy. So guys, don't forget Retouch up, work smarter, not harder. Stay with us. We'll be right back. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. And we are back. Okay, so I love what you said about the fact that this is something that you're like, you're trying to make the appointment. You you want to make the appointment. You need yes. the appointment. But by the time you have time or have remembered that you needed to book it and it was on your list for the day, it's closed. It's closed. Right? It's done. Okay, so this is the same mentality when I think about the ideal client for my headshot business. Yes. For this, that portion of my business. I my That ideal client, if I were to just like write the the character out, like if I were yeah. just to write their, their uh, attributes, they're busy. They're busy professional. Yep. There's never enough hours in the day. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. They know they need this. They know they need it. Mm-hmm. But they just have, haven't had one done in a long time because they don't have time, because it hasn't been convenient. They think it's going to be a hassle. That's where that's where my idea. That's where I'm going to go meet that problem, right? By making it extremely easy for them to book. They don't even have to call me. They can book me at two in the morning when they're laying on their phone and they're decompressing and they're trying mm-hmm. to sleep. Mm-hmm. They can book me at four a.m. when they get up to go get on their Peloton and exercise, so they can fit that into before they go to work. Right. Right. So they can book me at any time, and that client is completely ideal for me, and they value it. Right. They do. So just so just like you value going to somebody who's reputable, who's trained, um, who provides this facial service for you, that where you can trust them with a scalpel to your face, the scalpel to the face. I mean, that's you, trust. You, but you have you put a value in what that facial should cost, right? You, you, yes. You as a client understand what that facial should cost because there is a level of expertise that is required to be able to do that correctly. So well, yeah, she didn't mess around. I mean, her prices were on there, and you put your credit card down, and it was, it was, pay, it was done. All I, you know, 
It's exactly. done. Exactly. My my ideal client and her ideal client are very similar. We they're they have they value it. They know it should cost much because they're you know a certain yeah. amount because they're getting it from a professional and they want it to go well. Mm-hmm. And they they have no problem paying for it ahead of time. None. Just to get it None done. None at all. I've never met this woman. I did I, I Googled it. I knew exactly where her little shop was. I know it's a nice the areas, you know, I'm not you know, it's a nice area. I wasn't like showing up for like some random like, you know place I'd never been, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool. She had, oh, and she also, which is so smart guys. And I'm, you know, so important and, you know, leaning into maybe story brand, but she had her testimonials on there. I could look at her reviews, lots of people. I even recognized a couple names of people I know Mm -hmm. that had reviewed her. And I'm like, ah, no, no, no question. This is the right fit for me. Um, And she just made it so stinking easy. And I I just feel like, wow, I mean, it was such a, it was such a good, um, it was just such a good lesson for me to remind me to continue to do that. Now, I know for our family portrait sessions or our commissions and things like that, it is different. Like that is something that I cannot make that easy. But for things like headshots or, you know, minis or whatever you're doing, just make it easy because I, I don't need to control that. I know I set my hours that I'm available and they book it or they don't. But man, the easier you make it, the more likely you are to be overbooked. And, and like you here. didn't feel like you as a client of, of the spa that you went to needed to have a long consultation or back and forth ahead of time, no. right? Like no, you just, it's a facial. It's not, it's a, right. it's not you know, it wasn't like a, a medical procedure or, you know what I mean? It wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't like, Tattooed makeup on my face. <laughs> right. You weren't having an elective surgery. No, yeah. it was just a facial and, and, and it was a great facial, but she made it so stinking easy. So I don't know. I just was super impressed. Super no, impressed no. I that. mean, so, so, but going back into, into story brand, because I think we can, this would apply to, mm-hmm. you do this exercise yeah. for everything. Right. And you're the expert here, but I think of it like, um, you, we identified who the client is for both Petra and for the headshot client, right. That I'm dealing with. Yeah. Um, and what their pain points are. Right. 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 Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. And we answered them by making it easy. Their biggest thing that's going to help them, the problem that we're solving for them, as I'm quoting you back to you, <laughs> right, is where they're, um, they are having a problem and you are solving it with your service, right? By making it easy for them. By yeah. making it easy for them. So let's turn it around and pivot into defining an ideal client for a portrait business or how okay. would you do that? So the funny thing is, is when I, when I, little Dave Matthews for you guys, um, <laughs> when I um, was working on StoryBrand, I identified the pain point of my clients as time. And the cool thing is, is this is time um, that whether time like slipping through the fingers, which is what we're going to talk about with portrait work, but also the time my clients don't have the time to run here, there, and everywhere to do business with me. Mm-hmm. So there's the pain point of time goes, it's, it's two different meanings, but it's both applicable to my business, depending on which side we're talking about. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So th- we identified the pain point um, of time for these clients, the headshot clients, me being in the facial, um, you know, all that stuff. You know, we've identified that. So the pain point for my portrait clients or your portrait clients, I'm assuming too, um, is, um, is time, meaning time is slipping away. You get 18 summers that, you know, you can't, we can't, we can't, we can't freeze time, but we can capture it. Exactly. So that's the pain point I lean into for that side of the business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So as people have been asking you, like, 
what do you think, what do you think are, um, when we worry that people aren't understanding what we mean by identifying mm-hmm. your ideal client, what are the, what are the common like misconceptions about how to identify that client? Okay. So identifying the ideal client for me is something that we really worked hard on several years ago because I'm going to flashback to that time where I woke up, we'd had our biggest year ever monetarily, but I was exhausted and I Mm -hmm. could not, I knew I couldn't keep going at that pace. And we made the decision to really focus into more commissions and take a third of the sessions. We made a decision to go from 300 and some sessions to around a hundred and some sessions. And that was a big decision to make, but we were, what we were doing, Kira, is we were putting things out there because if we could get them in, they would spend something. Mm-hmm. And what I wanted to switch it to was, no, I only wanted to direct market to my ideal client, the customer I want to serve, because I know already what they're going to spend. Mm-hmm. That they're coming in the door and I've already got it nailed down. So that was a major shift. So how do you find that ideal client? Well, you know, for me, I looked at my clients that I already had that were ideal. So, you know, the ones they mm-hmm. they don't, they come in, they spend well, they're a joy to work with. They love what you do. They, so I looked at them and I thought, okay, I need to find more of them. So where do I find more of them? Well, are they involved asking questions and actually listening and hearing what they said? Meaning if they were involved in different charities or groups where their kids went to school, the neighborhoods they lived in, did they go to a certain trainer, stylist, facialist? Um, uh-huh. You know, these things are things that I asked because I thought, huh, so if I hear the same charity over and over again or a couple of times, then I'm going to want to do business with that charity. Meaning one of my phone calls I'm going to make this week is reach out to that charity. What can I do for you? Do you need, you know, do you, are you, is there, do you have a fundraiser coming up? Um, do you need headshots for your board of trustees or things like that. If there's a certain small business, I'm going to be reaching out, taking the owner or manager out for coffee or trying to set up in a meeting with them to see if we can partner. Mm-hmm. And I, so that's what I spent a year working on is listening to where my ideal, my existing ideal clients were, did, how they lived their life. Right. And then going out and trying to make contact and partnerships and relationships with those places or organizations or whatever so that I could find more of them. And it worked, you know, even pinpointing neighborhoods and doing a very direct, very small batch mailing just to that neighborhood that just so happened to have that client or that client's installation on the cover, like very Uh small, like maybe 15, 20, 30 mailings just there and just happened to have some, one of their neighbors portraits, on the cover, you know, or, uh-huh, or featured. Uh-huh. Um, and maybe I'll send this batch to there and then I'll do a whole nother batch that I'm going to send to this neighborhood over here. And I actually have a map in my studio where I will pinpoint the houses and homes of different pockets, different zip codes in different neighborhoods that I know are the where a lot of my ideal clients live. Now, that doesn't mean all of them even want what I do. But the cool thing is, is that, and I have a couple neighborhoods that I'm in literally 20 or 30 of the homes in that neighborhood. Uh Because I just focus, focus, focus on that neighborhood. 
Because it's a month. whole neighborhood full of your ideal client because you've attracted them and they tend to they tend to clump together. Right? And they want to outdo <laughs> each other, mm-hmm. which is also nice. They want to they want to at least because self-transcendence and self-actualization is so important. If you think of kind of that Maslow's pyramid of marketing, which it's not Maslow's pyramid, but it's the marketing pyramid. You know, when you talk about the elements, the top of the element is self-transcendence or tra- self-actualization. Well, people see this go to their neighbors and they see this beautiful portrait hanging above and it's obvious how much they love their family, love their children. Well, they want their home to feel the same. They want to feel like a super mom that loves their family and children so much that of course they're going to also have a portrait above their mantle or on their staircase or what have you. And I hear it. Mm -hmm. They'll go, oh, I never thought about it. I saw Cindy's and I just, my family has to have this. So all of that works, but it's a little bit of a job and a shuffle to, to figure it out. But you only have to have one ideal client in your door and then just start asking. Mm-hmm. I mean, asking them the questions. So if you were to make a list of, mm-hmm. of that, one, it sounds like one of those things on that list of what that ideal client looks like is, uh, is someone who is social and is interested in, in peer-driven um, uh, well, keeping up with the Joneses is what I want to say. You know kind of, I mean? sort of. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I have a very nailed down ideal client board in my, and so first of all, it's going to start with this. It's, it's, it's families living in a single family dwelling with children in the home. That's where it mm-hmm. starts for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then I have certain zip codes and I know this is snotty, but it just is. I just know the majority of well, my this, clients live in a home of this value or higher. This is specific to your ideal client. We're talking about yeah. yours. We're right, not talking right. about every listener that we have here, but we're specifically talking about yours. So that's okay. There's yeah. nothing snotty so about that. So certain zip codes, mm-hmm. the majority, this, and then I go down to this. The majority of them have a college education or higher. They, um, they are, they're professionals. Mm-hmm. Their children tend to go to private schools or play club sports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because if they live in this one neighborhood, the public school system is amazing, but all those kids horseback ride or play travel soccer or whatever. Okay, so they they either go to private school or play club sports. They tend to drive an SUV. (laughs) You know what I mean? Either like a Tahoe or a BMW, SUV. They are very philanthropic. They're very involved in different charitable organizations in our Richmond area. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So those are, and they tend to, a lot of them tend to have a river house, beach house, or mountain house. They have mm-hmm. a second piece of real estate, um, and and they vacation. So those are things they do. And then I also have now have a secondary board where I've identified um, small brands in my market area that my ideal client will absolutely shop at. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I there's think- certain stores that they all go to, the same stationery jeweler. There's just certain spots that these people did certain coffee shop downtown that they all right. congregate. And I think a lot of times when you, we talk to other photographers about identifying their ideal client, I think that where they shop is often the very first, like, it's like, well, my client shops at Nordstrom. My client drives a BMW. Yeah. And I think what you're saying is like, yeah, my client does that too, mm-hmm. but you're really getting into a much bigger who this client is, where they spend their time, who they spend their time with, where they live, what their children do during the day. I mean, you've really pared right. it down. It's a zip code to the fact that the, some kids are, you know, into sports such as horseback riding. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, so 
Um, um, it's not just about where they shop. A lot of people will splurge and and shop or splurge on a car. Yeah, it's you're talking about. You're looking for somebody who uh, does all the things, all the things. And this is mm-hmm. the thing, guy. Yeah, I'm probably my clients do shop. We have a Saks, we have a Nordstrom. They probably do, but I can't partner with Saks or Nordstroms. You know, but they also I know they go to Tinkers, which is this mm-hmm. little tiny eclectic little, little funky gift you know shop. I know they go to Tweed. Those are small owned. Those are small businesses owned by local people that I do have a shot at least to connect with. So the next time they want to do a partnership or if they do a little um, shopping night. So this is a big time where they start doing little preview shopping nights. Are you doing gift bags? You're doing gift bags this year? Could I put a, could I put a gift card in each of your gift bags? So that I make sure that when Tweed does their open house, right before they launch all their holiday stuff, that I have a gift bag. I have a, you know, I have something in every gift bag. Or the you know certain jewelers or whatever because I'm the shot the chances of me partnering with those large stores is so slim, but I can definitely partner with the small small because we it's a win win you know what I mean I'm giving them something and they're giving me access to their clients. So you made me think of something when you said the mm-hmm. gift bag thing. So this is so much more than um, you going oh, okay like here's a here's a charity event that you know, I'll, I bet a lot of people will be, I'll be, I'll get a lot of exposure by donating to this chair. You know what I mean? Right. Or here's a charity event where a lot of, of doctor spouses are at and I'll get a lot of exposure. Cause I've, I've had um, companies say to me, oh, well, would you come shoot this event or will you donate to this event? Because it'll be great exposure. You'll be in front of all of these, yeah. you know, spouses of influential blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Okay, but I don't know who any of those people are. I haven't qualified any of those people just because, it, like, the one qualifier being that they're married to a doctor. Okay, well, exactly. That's, that does nothing. That doesn't really mean a whole lot of anything, you know. Well, but what? Yeah, you're you're doing the research to find out where your ideal client spends their time and and their charitable giving. And you're not going to catch me. You're not going to ever catch me at one of those with a camera in my hand. God, no, 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 no. Obviously, I said no to that. <laughs> No, no, but I think it's important to say, and this yeah. is why, is because what you got, they think it will, tra- they think that will translate into, you know, to business because they see you photographing. No, they see somebody at an event taking candid pictures. What I do is so different than that, that it's, it's a very hard, it's a very hard transfer for them to see that and then go, oh, but I bet you she sells, you know, $20,000 oil paintings. Right. It's better for me to attend the event, sponsor a table and be at the event as an artist or as a local businesswoman, than to be there with a camera in my hand. So there's a very good distinction here, and it's a little bit of a sidebar, but just because it's on topic. Yeah. Doing an event because of, for exposure is not networking. Like no. shooting an event for exposure is not what networking. I had to say it twice just to make sure people in the back heard it. <laughs> say it louder for the people in the back. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it, it, it just isn't because when you're there working, you're exactly what you said. You're working. You're not. You're not there as as a peer. You're not there as somebody in the same club. Right. You're not there as a part of the group. You're and I there. hate to say it, you're not looked at as the same level Mm-mm. as the Mm-mm. donors and the people sitting in the seats. And I, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry to say that, but it's absolutely true. Like it's just. I, I mean, it's just the way it is. Now get paid for those events, yeah. but just don't. And if you if you make some contacts there, then lucky you. But that's not. It's not a networking event by donating your services for free, working for exposure, or or for very little pay because of the people who will be there. Right. You're not going to get into a long conversation over you know a glass of champagne before the you know speaker comes out. 
you know, with somebody and gain a client that way. Because you're going to be working. You can't have those conversations. That's your job. Mm -hmm. Now, you could always, and we talked about this, I think, last week, you could always send a stringer to do it, and then you'd Mm -hmm. be there networking. Networking is you walking around with it, you know, with a glass of champagne, are you walking around and introducing yourself and saying, hey, I'm Mary Fist Taylor and, you know, and how are you and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, what do you do? Well, I'm so glad you asked. Actually, I'm a professional photographer. Um, we actually, you know, make sure that you never look back and wish that you would capture these precious moments that are happening today because we're guaranteed no tomorrow. That's what I do. Now I'm in a, now I'm networking because now I'm agitating a problem I'm I'm telling them how I can solve it for him. And I'm probably giving them like, wow, that's, yeah, wow, 18, wow, yeah, you know, I should. And that's the language I use. Now, that's, that's me. Everybody has their own, like, elevator pitch. But walking around using that is the, that's the key, not walking around taking really great candidates of an event. When you have all your gear hanging off of you and you're sweating a strobe around and you're sweating— yeah. And you're, you know, late to capture some event that's about to happen. And you got to, you know, that's just, and, but you are still in front of your ideal client. hundred percent. And I'm yeah. networking, not working. And there is a, dis- there's a distinctive difference. And I, you know, mm-hmm. neither here nor there, but this, I, we used to see guys, this is the deal. I made all the mistakes. I used to take all those and get out there and do the best daggone job, photograph all those events for free. I got nothing. And, you know, we used to just spray marketing out there and just mine, you know, everything we could and get them in the door and hope. And what I realized is, is that that was just not the right fit for me. I yeah. would, you know, there's just the two of us. We did not want to grow into a commercial space. We did not want to take on employees, but we wanted to maintain the same, you know, many we were making. So we just, we just had to pivot. And that was the pivot. But identifying the client and customer you want to serve is just crucial. And I can take this guys even to a volume business. When my mom and sister and I opened our volume senior portrait business, we started out with our private schools and a few sports and then we got greedy and not really, but we got popular and people started asking us. So we took on all these public schools. We took on all these outdoor sports and we had to bring in more and more people and more and more stuff to accommodate it. And at the end of the year, when we, everything was said and done, we weren't making any more money and we were exhausted and we were pulling our hair out. So mm-hmm. we realized, you know what? Let's pick a lane. We're going to only work with the small private schools and only do indoor sports or activities because we're not weather reliant. I don't need a huge team out there and tents and you name it. So we had to really refine that. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's a volume business, but you still can refine your volume business to, to what suits for you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, I think I think you've hit the nail on the head. I don't know. I think. um, Listen, (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad that you were like, and we're not just saying don't do that because I mean, yes, I've gone to the event thinking I was going to meet a lot of people. Oh yeah, (laughs) I mean, I've done it all. You know, and it it just it it took a long time for me to figure out the right fit. But you know, listening and talk. If you get that perfect client in the door, talk to them ask them the questions because there's more of them out there. Mm-hmm. You just have to find, you know, you just have to find them and you pinpoint. But the best way I've found is to ask the people that I already loving and try to go to the places they go, you know, um, not like stalkerish, but I guess it's, it's borderline. I mean, it's a little stalker, but it's all right. There's no shame in it. No shame in that it's, game. it's just business. It's just business. A little light stalking. Never heard anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, you know, just moderate, moderate stalking. Yeah, moderate, moderate stalking. Yeah. 
But anyway, identifying that. And we have a vision board that hangs in my office. I have my little map and all of that stuff I look at every day I'm at work. And I think, okay, where where can I reach out to today? Or you hear something new. Or, you know, if you do follow or you do any digging around on social media, if a new charity pops up and I see a couple of my clients are going, I'm going to want to be involved. And again, not because I'm actually a stalker, but because I I want to be successful and I want to, and I do, I do always donate and give, by the way, I have no problem with that, but I want to find more of them because I only want to do a hundred sessions a year. So I need Mm -hmm. all of those to be high impact sessions, meaning the investment level needs to be triple what it used to be when I used to do 300 and some sessions a year. Exactly. So, because you are working smarter, not harder. That's the idea. As we as as we as we taper towards like <laughs> <laughs> lately, I've been telling myself that a lot. Is like okay, what the, if the goal is to work? Um, I, I don't know why I can't get this right, but you know, to work smarter, not harder. Then what are we do? What am I doing this week to try and make that? Yeah, try and make that more a reality because you know you always you you fix one problem and then you've got another one. You know what I mean? So that's that's always what I'm working towards. So I actually love that. I'm, I, every time I talk to you, I'm just like right, 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 right. Good, good. Good reminder. <laughs> yeah, you know, just finding one partnership in your town, which, I mean, I, I was just in Tallahassee a couple months ago, and mm-hmm. there's tons of little pockets I know that are going to be the right fit. That, But, you know, you are by yourself, you're one person. In my, you know, in, in your defense, there's two of us out there making these phone calls and networking. You're one person with a kiddo still at home. So it's a little, it's hard. I mean, I and I think when my kids were still home and I was still busy with that, you know, that it was hard to make the time to do it. So, you know, maybe you, maybe you say, you know, in January I, or, you know, I'm really going to sit down in December and really figure out three ways I can cut back on this much, this do this many less sessions, but make the same or more money and mm-hmm. take it one little piece at a time. Because it took years. This didn't happen overnight, guys. This is something well, that also, takes time. It's, it's something you have to, before you can even make a decision like that, you really have to have that data. So, yeah. you know, I I feel like a lot has changed in my business in the last, you know, four to five years. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, now I have data to start yep. making some of those big changes and assessments. And I really think, I, I'm really looking forward to 2022 and being able to, being able to maybe work a little bit less. But, you know. Yeah. And you have the data, but you also have less fear. Because you made the being huge, able to do it, yeah. so you were five years, three, five years in, you made a huge change. Well, now it's, you're, you're another five, it's time for another big change. I, it, that's what tends to happen. It happens about every five, four to six years mm-hmm. um, that you're going to do a big change in your business, or at least you should be. But you're still here. So you're one of the, you're at the top tier anyway, because you're still here. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, yeah. small business failure rate is is huge, not just photographers, all small businesses. So you're still here. So now it's time for you to go, okay, it's time for Kira Derryberry to shift and do some, to my next chapter. And I don't know what that's yeah. going to be, but I don't know it's it going to be either, something amazing. I know that. But I think it's going to mean uh, more, more weekends available to me to go on trips in the fall. <laughs> I know. Every time I ask her to go on trips with me, she can't because she's already booked. I can't because I already booked. I'm already booked. So I can't do it. I'm going to miss her terribly because, of course, I'm not staying home. I'm going on the trips, but I'm going to miss her terribly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of trips, where are you going next? I'm going, leaving tomorrow for Nashville. I'm going, well, by the time this comes out, it'll be done, but I'm going to Nashville for uh, the Pilgrimage Festival. 
concert, yeah. live music. But yeah, I don't think I have any um, like PPA or that type of stuff. Gosh. That's sort of winding down. But of course, we have a board meeting here in a couple of weeks. Well, yeah, so. I'll see you in Atlanta um, mm-hmm. for that. And then our friend Jeff Dachowski's got a big birthday coming up. So I'm going to be does. hanging out in the Boston area. And I'm taking him to his first Dave Matthews concert um, in Connecticut later in November. That's his birthday present for me. And um, yeah, I actually, I take that back. You know what? Next October 8th, I'm going to be judging for the professional photographers of West Virginia. And I'm going to give a business program for them on the 9th. Oh, yeah. that is fantastic. So yeah, that's going to be fun. Right before the board meeting. Yeah, because then I have two weddings I have to do back to back. And then I fly in for the board meeting. So, and then was- I'll be in Salt Lake City. And then St. Louis, and then Fort Worth, and then Austin, and then Dallas. And all the places. Well, I am uh, glued to my studio, so I won't be going much of anywhere except for the board meeting here soon. But also, I am judging for the Dallas PPA here um, October 10th. So if you are a Texas member, be sure to enter, but please don't send me your images. No, don't do that. I know, poor PG, he tried. He's like, what about this date? I'm like, I couldn't do any of them, but I think Jamie did, so. Well, good. Well, yes. good. Well, I'm excited to do that. You know, I love judging. So it'll be it'll be excellent. All right. Well, let's wrap this week let's do it. up. Uh, you guys can follow us on Instagram at Get Your Shoot Together. You can follow us on Facebook at Get Your Shoot Together. You can also email us at girl at getyourshoottogether.com and subscribe to us everywhere where podcasts are played. We will see you guys next time. Thanks, y'all.